The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Well, listeners, I'm on a location at the Field of Dreams. Absolutely breathtaking. I'm looking over the field. I'm sitting on the uh, porch swing. Porch swing, huh? Mark's here. My my man, Mark, he was the tour guide, and this man is full of information. Mark, tell the listeners about you. What do you do here? Actually, I'm a tour guide. I only work a few days a week, and I actually do tours in the tours, quote-unquote, in the house, which means I go through and I give talks about really the movie that they made in 1988, and some of the changes they made in the house for that movie. Now, what's the number one thing that you hear from people? Why do people come here to see Field of Dreams? I, apparently, it's an emotional hook, as far as I can tell. There was one man that I talked to that uh, what he said was I, um, um, that he, when he was little, he was like a baby and his father had passed away. So whenever he sees the movie and he sees the scene at the end where he says, Dad, do you want to have a catch? It actually reduces him to tears. And the other day it was a man that uh, came by and he said, this is the one movie where you're allowed to cry. So here at the set, have you had the opportunity when Kevin Costner's been here? Have you got to meet them? No, I have not. But that's pretty, really pretty rare. You know, this is the one film they made 33 years ago. It's not surprising that it's not anything that really stands out, you know, to the actors. When you were doing the tour, you were sharing some facts that some of us would have never known unless we came on the tour. What is at least one or maybe two things that maybe our listeners don't know about the film, but they can hear right from you, Mark? Oh, I think primarily that a lot of it is that, you know, when they actually did the design for the film... They did it, to, really, the way it looks to me is that to highlight certain things in the script. And that works much better in the movie because they did it that way. They put a big um, window in a certain place because that way they could arrange the, for the characters to walk over there and look out. You know, and keep doing things like that throughout the entire movie. But you don't know that until you actually look at it and study it. Now, Mark... I see the cornfield over here, and that's where Shoeless Joe Jackson and a lot of the players, they call them the ghost players. The ghost players actually refers to a group that are locals that actually, they dress up in the old uniforms, and for more than 20 years they've been putting on shows here. Uh, For a time they were the only ones putting on shows. They do it every so often now. The Shoeless Joe Jackson character just had to do with really the original book. And I would recommend anyone that wants to really understand the movie read the original book as well. And what was fascinating, you said the original name of the script was Shoeless Joe Jackson, but they did a test uh, thing in front of some crowds and they didn't like it, and then they came up with The Field of Dreams. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's how that happened. Well, I know you're on a lunch break, and I don't want to take away your lunch. One last thing, the focus of my show is always about people to follow their dreams. Does this place, do you feel that when people leave here, they're inspired to pursue the dreams that they have in their heart? 
I don't know if it's inspired to pursue, but they certainly feel much better about them, I think is what it comes down to. People always come out. Well, one thing they say is, i got to watch the movie. But two, they always talk about how wonderful they feel over it. And I think you can't really put a price on that. Um, one day I was coming after a lady came down after they'd stayed over because we ran out of the rooms upstairs. I asked her how her experience was, and she said magical. There aren't too many places you're going to get descriptions like that. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up in Iowa. I'm Cedar Rapids, and I live on the Gulf Coast now. But something just this year, I don't know, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. About a week ago, I told my wife, I said, I want to go up to Iowa and see my family, but I want to go to the Field of Dreams. And you're right, it is a magical feel here. Why is it feel magical? Yeah, that's a good question, I think, but... Part of it's the movie, I think, but part of it is the setting that I don't think anybody expects anything of you, and they just, um, it's relaxed enough so that you can actually surrender to that feeling of innocence and being a child and playing baseball and kind of all that stuff together. And you don't have to worry about any of the rest of the world intruding. I mean, part of that is because we're three miles away from a town of, you know, 4,000 people. So there isn't much else that actually can force their way in. Well, Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. And, uh, hey, give a plug for Field of Dreams. Somebody out there listening, uh, why should someone come up here and see this magical place? Well, I think it, because it's uh, it actually gives you a feeling that you don't really get anywhere else. And I'm not sure you can. I mean, it's like we're sitting here where they actually filmed the movie. But in other places, say the Forrest Gump house, they actually finished the movie, they tore it down. You can't do that anywhere else. You know, you can only really, you know, in a lot of places, those they made it on a set or they did something else. This is one of the few places where it's still all the same as it was when they actually made the movie 33 years ago. Now, those bleachers I'm going to sit on in a few minutes, were those the actual bleachers yeah. Kevin Costner's wife and all his uh, family sat on? Yeah, and if you look, I believe, on that one, there's actually the place where he uh, carved into it uh, his name. I think it said Ray Loves Annie or something like that. I think that's on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mark, God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Listeners, I'm out here by the cornfield, and I met Mark and Mary. Mark, you're here at the Field of Dreams. What brought you here? Well, we're driving through on the way back to Colorado from Wisconsin and haven't been here in almost 25 years, so it's time to come back and check it out. How does it make you feel being here in the Field of Dreams? Well, it's pretty nostalgic. You know, remembering the movie, it was uh, pretty inspirational growing up watching that movie, so, you know, something special about this place. Mary, what do you, what, what did you feel when you walked on this field? I would have to say same thing. Like, it's pretty cool seeing the, the corn as the outfield sort of wall. And, yeah, it, it's, really, it's really neat. The theme of my show is about people following their dreams. Does a visit here just inspire you maybe to go back and kind of look at some of maybe those childhood dreams? Possibly. Um, I kind of feel like I'm already living my dream. So, Amen. yeah. What do you do? Uh, I'm an athletic trainer. Living the dream. Living the All dream. right. You keeping Mark in shape, it looks like. Well. Mark, are you living your dream? Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to be an accountant my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite, but uh, outside of work, definitely living our dream. Lots of traveling, lots of uh, 
seeing new things and going new places and exploring new worlds. So, One last thing before I let you go. Now a lot of people out there are just not real optimistic. A lot of people need hope. And I always say, hey, today's a new day. If somebody out there listening is just not as excited as you and Mary are and they don't have a lot of hope, any words of encouragement you would give them? Well, there's always hope in a place like this where people are nicer maybe than some parts of the country. So come to Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Mark and Mary. What's your name? Pam. Pam, you look like you're having fun out here on the Field of Dreams. I am, and it's wonderful to come out of the corn. That's really cool. (laughs) The tour guide said the most common word he hears here, it's a magical experience. Do you feel magical? Maybe a little. And who's this? Is this your other half? Yep, that's my other half. What's your name? Paul. Paul, how do you feel when you walk the field? It's an amazing sight to see something like this out in the middle of nowhere. It is. And one last thing. A lot of people are looking for hope today, some encouragement. Do you have any optimistic words you could share with someone that might be having a bad day right now? Come out here. It'll fix it. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Listeners, I am talking with Grant, who is the security man outside this uh, cornfield here. Hi, Grant. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Just curious. You've been here and you see hundreds, if not thousands of people. What's the common response with people when they get on the field of dream? Their faces light up first off. It's a it's an automatic reaction uh, before it's any words or any descriptions coming out of their mouths. Uh, you can see it's pure joy, and that's exactly what we aim out here uh, as employees, as fans, as people uh, that just love the sport uh, of baseball. We just we want to see their faces light up every time that uh, they step out on this field, and that's what that's what we see. So it's a very happy place. Grant, why do you think people feel the joy like they do? I mean, I feel it right here on the field. Why? What's your thought? It's an automatic draw, and and it is crazy to say, but th- there is definitely a magic in the air, and and. You can't deny that, you know, people that don't even haven't seen the movie, uh, they come out here and again, they'll just come out here just for the joy of it, just to see a ballpark, just to see something fresh and new inside of a, a little cornfield in Iowa. And that I feel like is the pure joy that brings people to this place, not just because of a movie, but because it's someplace safe that people can go and have a little bit of uh, family fun. Well, Grant, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Well, listeners, I'm on a location at the Field of Dreams. What's your name? My name is Vivian Likes, and I'm from Butler, Indiana, Northeast Indiana. Well, Vivian, you're on the Field of Dreams. What was the first feeling you had when you walked on this field? Uh, That you can dream after reading the sign. Yes, uh, that you can dream. And we actually came for vacation uh, to go to Galena, and I asked my hubby, how far are we from uh, from Iowa? And so he told me we weren't very far. And I said, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but we've got to go to the Field of Dreams. What's your name? My name's Kent. Hi, Kent. Kent, what did you feel when you stepped on the field? Oh, it was magical. Pretty interesting. Saw the movie and decided to come over and take a look at it. Well, you know, you talk about dreams. The theme of my show is about people living their dreams. If somebody out there listening is just maybe not feeling good about life and they need a little bit of encouragement. I bet you could encourage them, Vivian. Oh my gosh, if you only knew. How many hours do we have? (laughs) Um, You know, I feel that is my job to encourage young women 
to encourage uh, victims of abuse, to encourage my family, uh, friends, and community. And I tell you what I've seen since we've been here in Illinois and Galena and here, just coming on the Field of Dreams, is a sense of community. It's really awesome. You are a bright light. <laughs> Candace, is she always like this? Yes, she is always like this. She's always a, a positive person. Well, we are opposites. We are opposites. And how that happened, I don't know. But we just had our 41st wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. God has a plan for all of us in life. And if we follow that plan, good things happen. Do you think so, Vivian? I truly believe that. And and God has done so much from where I came from in my life. And then my husband helping me get to where I am in my life. And our beautiful daughter that doesn't want to be on the mic here. Um, yes, yes. Life, it, it means a lot. And God has done a lot. Amen. Well, thank you for your time, Kent and Vivian. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, friends, that's just a sample of what people are saying when they get on the field of dreams. Right after the break, I'm going to share my experience, what I felt at the field of dreams. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Some of us are building highways, not with our hands, but with our hearts. We're on a journey that doesn't have an end. It's a rough road, but we know that someday it will be worth every rugged mile. Why don't you join us? We're the Christians. Now I know you've heard a lot of weird things about us, most of it not true. We don't really care. We just know that we're going to live forever and we can have an abundant life along the way. Jesus is our guide on this journey called life, and he said that he came to give us life that goes on forever and an abundant life. Hey, it's a toll-free highway. Jesus already paved the way. All we have to do is come on board. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to accept the fact that Jesus already bridged the way to heaven. Then you have to put him behind the wheel. But when you finally let go and let Jesus take over, it's amazing how you find the journey a lot more peaceful. Because life without Jesus is kind of like going four-wheeling on a skateboard. Take some time to learn about Jesus. You'll find out how he can build an eternal highway in your heart. I stepped onto the field of dreams and it was exciting. It was magical. Now I sat on the bleachers wondering, why am I feeling this? Why do I just love this? And I believe it was because God has placed dreams in all of us. That's part of our plan and purpose in here. For a few minutes, well, actually a few hours for me, no distractions, focusing on the impossible that can become possible, focused on the voice. If you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. What will come is destiny his plan, his purpose for you, for me. He will lead us into the field 
of our dreams. So how do you build it? He comes first. God is first. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be added. God comes first. Build it and it will come. The dream, the destiny, the plans, the purpose, the excitement for life. So I'm sitting there on the bleachers looking over the field and families are out there playing baseball. I look over to the cornfield and I see people going into the cornfield and then walking out of the cornfield. Everyone's reliving the dreams that they had are reimagining what their life would be like if they would only follow their dreams. All of a sudden, I was 11 years old and I heard the quiet voice tell me, Ron, I have a plan for you. And in that moment, I knew that God has a field of dreams for each of us. I did not want to leave. I felt safe. I felt secure. I could hear God's instructions. Go the distance. Which meant to me, I can't quit. I have to keep pursuing his dream. The persistence of our dreams and the persistence in which we follow them determine the outcome of our life. Discovering God's dream for your life is as simple as just extending your hand and saying, yes, I will follow you. I will go the distance. I will not go to the left and I will not go to the right. I will push towards the prize for the call that you have on my life. In the cynics, and the scoffers, and those who say it cannot be done. They laugh at you and they say it's impossible. You just know in your heart, it will happen. If God says it will be done, it will be done. There is no time to waste. There is no time to wait till tomorrow. So, as I sit on the bleachers, I wonder why did I come to Iowa? Why am I here on the field of dreams? And that quiet voice said, Ron, because you need new fire. You need to be encouraged. You need to know that I love you and that everything that you are doing is because you are playing in my field of dreams. And now tell the world that the field of dreams that they are in possession of was given to them before they were born. And the hopelessness that they feel and despair and doubt and unbelief is only because they are not in my field of dreams. For what I have for them is joy, is peace, is passion, is purpose. Ron, tell the world that the field of dreams is within each individual and to look to me, to look up and say, yes, I will follow you. I will go the distance. 
There can be no more excuses. There can be no more distractions. When you give him your heart, he will give you your field of dreams where your dreams will come true. Your dreams will have dreams and more dreams and you will make a mark in this world that will reflect the goodness, the grace, the love, the mercy, and the redemption of Jesus Christ. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up, and I think you can tell that this program was very special to me. It meant a lot to me because I was one of those screwball kids that was told I would never amount to anything. I could never be anybody, and I would walk around Iowa, my town and my family's places and say, I'm going to do this. I have dreams. And I was laughed at. I was told, oh, you're a silly boy. But I knew that God had a plan for me, just like God has a plan for you. Everything I share in my show is not something I was taught or something somebody told me. It's raw life experiences. I've been down, I've been up, I've been abandoned, I've been laughed at, I've been rejected. You know, friends, we've all been there. But I went the distance. I didn't care what people thought. I don't care what people think of me now. I'm here to do what God needs me to do. And I love it. And I'm having fun. I believe that you're listening to this because God has something so special for you. And other people have convinced you that you shouldn't do that. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. God is the only one that can take away a dream, and he does not take away his dream for you. Everything that I thought I was going to do in life, I'm not doing that. But everything I never knew I could do, I'm doing. Life is fun. Life is great. God is great. God has a plan, and I will promote Jesus and destiny in the field of dreams for as long as I can live. I'm 65, and I have no plans in stopping what I'm doing. In fact, I believe this. The older we get, think about this. The more knowledge, the more wisdom, the more that we know about truth. 
we can reflect over our life. What are the things that we don't like about our life? What are the things that have hurt us, that have brought us to our knees? Those are the things that drive me to constantly stay in pursuit of my dreams, in pursuit of God and following him. I cannot go back. You know, friends, it's never too late for a new beginning. What's the other saying? It's not how you start in life, but it's how you finish. We are going to finish strong. Who's we? Those who want to play in God's field of dreams. Those who are not afraid of being bold and sharing their faith with others, sharing their story with others. God needs you. God needs me. God needs ambassadors that will tell the story of his mercy, his love, and redemption. Friends, so many good things are coming to you. All you have to do is give him your heart, and he will give you your field of dreams. Check out my website, thepromoter.org, for more podcasts. This is our third season, so there's quite a few on there. Until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you that I love you, God loves you, and since I'm from Iowa, I can't go without sharing one of my favorite lines from the movie. Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 250 exhibitors from all over the South. November 11th through the 13th inside the Convention Center on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. A night of worship in music. The Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers. Compassion International presents We Are Messengers with Jordan St. Cyr and Ryan Ellis. Compassion International presents the Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers. When I need grace. Hope and encouragement with We Are Messengers, Jordan St. Cyr and Ryan Ellis. Tickets for the Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers are available now at WeAreMessengersMusic.com. Coming to Bill Ford October 1st, inside the Immersive Performing Arts Center located on the Harrison County campus of MGCCC. For more information, log on to thepromoter.org.